Welcome to the Av Youth Podcast. Here you will be able to listen to our latest messages and everything Av Youth related. We hope you enjoy today's episode. What's going on, Av Youth? How are you guys doing today? Welcome back for another episode of Av Youth The Rewind. We're here with Charlie. Asad, Asad. We got David. Oh, and we got Christian. Top of the morning. It's not the morning time. It is now. What time is it? Not right now. Right now, I don't know. My what phone's being watching? used to record this, so I have oh. no idea. Oh, someone sounds hurt. It's 9 a.m. Maybe there is somebody watching in the morning. You never know. Maybe someone's listening in the morning. How about mm, that? Listening. I like listening. Mm. Come on. I really feel the spirit in that one. Mm. <laughs> Podcasts. Mm. Yes. Podcasts. <laughs> Spotify. Apple. Amazon. Just kidding. Psych. That's trash. (laughs) (laughs) So, guys, today we do have our last episode Mm. of the Rewind for the year. Mm. That's exciting, right, guys? 2020, peace out. And just like that. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah, sayonara 2020. We didn't want anything from this year. Just well, kidding. I was about to say, Robert spoke about what we can get out of 2020. <laughs> now. So, uh, this is, hey, this is awkward. Hey, I'm glad someone was listening, bro. <laughs> That's all I wanted to see. <laughs> that was a test. I'm just kidding now. Um, I, but I failed. <laughs> you failed? Yeah. Sick. Today's episode, again, is going to be covering last week's message. Um, well, technically, by the time this is posted, it'll be last, last week's message, um, which would be, Charlie, what was the title of it? Season three? Season? S-Z-N. Wow. So season three. Glad you paid yeah. attention. Oh, well, yeah. I just remember you making that I joke. remember David falling asleep. <laughs> he yeah. just paid attention to the title. Hey. Yeah. He, he saw the title and was like, yep, I'm out. It was because it was at the <laughs> beginning. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, that was, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I fell asleep and then Isaiah gave me the tap one. When he was, was going up, was the altar yeah, call. when he was going up and during then, the altar call, and that was it. <sighs> yeah, and then I had to do the David, outro. David, you need you know. to get saved again, <laughs> again. Huh? The, fir- <laughs> the first time didn't work. Oh, nah. Man. There's so many stains on the ceiling in here. <laughs> I saw you looking up. I was so confused, bro. There's so many stains. If you're like listening right now on podcast, you're like, dude, what are these guys talking about? Even on video. You can't see it, but there's a lot of stains. Coffee stains. <laughs> <laughs> there's been a lot of fights in here. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of coffee flying. Um, but other than that, guys, we're going to go ahead and hop into, today. <laughs> <laughs> today's episode. So my first question for you guys, just focusing on uh, season three's message, was that you know one thing that we can really look at is looking at a year as hectic as this and saying, well... What's the goal? Where should we go from here? And I think honestly, like, even though I went over it, I think Charlie honestly uh, really explained a lot. And I think Christian explained a lot as well at Herpa Valley, just kind of the the mission that we have and even just going forward, how it's going to look a little different. Um, Not different in, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to be wearing masks forever, uh, but in different in the way of us being able to uh, just plan certain things like giving, um, you know, planning certain things like speed the light, planning certain things like, uh, well, there's some there's some stuff. There's some stuff in the in the future, like something to do with merch, but you guys will figure that out eventually. Um, but just stuff like that. And I think um, I want to hear what you guys think about about just moving forward for the next year and what you guys are looking forward to the most. The most? 
I don't know. There's a lot that's going to happen in the new year that I'm excited about. Um, I don't think I can pinpoint one thing. Um, I'm excited to be back and having another full year because mm-hmm. I felt like this year, even though we, it's like there's a lot that we can learn from this year, I feel like this year we got robbed to a certain degree oh, of yeah. like just being able to meet in person. And I've shared this a few times when we did like the youth live services where I just feel like there was so much planned for the year 2020. There was so much that was going into it um, from different things like summer camp, different events. Like we were, we were, had on the calendar to go to a, uh, not go to, but to plan like a winter fest and just like stuff like that, like a winter fest that we would be doing actually like right around now. And it was just stuff like that that just got canceled. And it was so annoying. And I'm like, man, this is, yeah, I'm just excited to get another year back. It's probably the best way of saying what I'm excited for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's no real way of telling how much this whole like COVID thing is going to advance if we'll even be allowed to gather without masks or anything like that. But um, one thing that I miss heavy that I hope we'll be able to do this next year is hype songs. Be able to jump in the front, dude. <laughs> dude I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, sometimes I get those chills and goosebumps when I'm listening yeah. to those songs by myself, uh, and I just see myself jumping in youth. Like, hey, 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 hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Am I loud? I'm sorry. That was a little loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, other than that, uh, the speed of light thing. I think they get that. That's gonna be great. Um, I always like to see where exactly, like, um, specifically where my money would be going to, or just in general, like my progression through things and just seeing um where exactly my money would be going to and knowing that it's going to possibly the best thing you could ever donate to then i i think that's great yeah yeah i'm excited for that too yeah um i try to think about what i'm excited for in the next year and there's a lot of things and i like charlie was saying i can't pinpoint one certain thing but i think i'm just excited to be able to gather um together with everyone and i think that's the most exciting part is that we get a full year we're just gonna have so many things and like we've Mm -hmm. had this time to navigate around covid and mask mandates or whatever and um we've learned so many things that we don't have to shut down things and i think it's so great that we can just keep going no matter what and i'm just excited just to be able to gather and to, to have community and to have those events and and I'm just excited for this year overall as as a group and as as youth. And that's yeah, that's that's pretty much all I can think of. I mean, I there's no certain thing that I'm excited for. I'm just hopeful for the whole year despite um you know what went on in 2020. Yeah. And I think that what's cool and I think um 2020 really showed us a lot of uh, a lot of change and we had to adapt to it. Um whether we adapted well or we adapted wrong you know what i mean there's gonna be changes throughout our entire life and i think that's something we can all learn um we don't know what like a year from now looks like you know what i mean and i think that's the hardest part is trying to be uh super excited for something that you have no idea what there even is tomorrow you know what i mean uh so with that being said i think one of the coolest things uh that i'm excited for is kind of like charlie said just being able to have that full year again hopefully I, i honestly and this sounds so weird um but I really like planning the year. I like planning the year, planning events and saying like, oh man, I can just imagine how this is going to be. Like, this is going to be so much fun. And I don't know, just getting those deadlines of certain things is kind of exciting. It's like, all right, we're at, th- at this time we're going to do this. At this time we're going to hang out and do this. 
Um, and like you said, Charlie, like we, we didn't get to do any of that. Um, yeah. And I think that one of the greatest opportunities uh, for this year is to look at some of the things that we might have done and said, oh, well, we really didn't do well at, at that when things started to change. So how can we see change and be like, okay, now let's adapt differently this time because it's going to happen all the time. So. Yeah, exactly. We'll see. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Yeah, it should be a good one. I'm super excited. I'm excited for Christian too. Yeah. First full year as the youth director. Yeah, I'm super excited. That's like, uh, it's crazy to think. And it's, it's already felt like a full year. I don't know <laughs> why, but uh, <laughs> it's felt like a full year already. I don't know. And that's like a good thing. Like, um, I know some people say like, oh, time flies when you're having fun. And I am having fun, but time is like slowed down. It's almost like I'm, it's already been a full year. And uh, I'm excited just to get to know uh, the youth more and to get and to build these relationships. And I'm just super excited to for this first full year as a youth director. Yeah, that's that's super exciting. That's lit. It's lit. I was just about to say that. <laughs> um, but my second question to you guys, um, what was your point to, Charlie? What was that? What was that noise? <laughs> David hit his hat on the mic. <laughs> Going fishing Bass Pro or what, dude? <laughs> he was like, <laughs> I, I almost didn't know what happened. I was so confused. I haven't off. worn I haven't worn a hat in a while. So oh I just, my gosh! Forget. Yeah. That's a good blooper right there. Check us out on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching on Spotify. I'll put the link down. There. I'm trying not to breathe into the mic because I'm like trying to put my head off to the side, and I just bumped it. So. Does it sound like a dog? No, it just sounds like you got a big nose. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I do. So. Sick, dude. So, have you guys heard me speak last time you hear? And guys, this is a <laughs> this dude, is point one. That's how you are in the mic, dude, bro. In, in, in the Xbox mic, oh my gosh, it's dude, funny. it's my ceiling fan, bro. No, no, you know, you know, you, know, you can tell when it's a ceiling fan. I know, I know when it's your ceiling fan, but you can tell when it's. Are we going to start the next game? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm a bit tired. Um, but, Charlie, what was your point two? What was your point two? I thought I wasn't paying attention. I just wanted to ask. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> point two um, was serve. Serve. And that's what I want to lead off with, is the importance of this next year. So why are you looking at me like that? I'm, I'm looking at you like Charlie thinks I'm not prepared. <laughs> You said you needed your phone for notes. And then you look at your phone. Because my phone died, okay? <laughs> it's fine. Hey, so what was your second point again? <laughs> Whatever, dude. All right. Put my phone away. Hey, your phone did not die. It's on right now, my dog. Did it not? Oh, sick. Oh, oh my oh. gosh. <laughs> Caught up. Lying in church. I'm not even lying, bro. You so, just said it was dead. I, bro, I thought it was dead. <laughs> look how low it was. It wouldn't turn on. It's like... Hello. Mm. Mm, yeah. That's my to-do list. <laughs> Anyways, so when it comes to surfing, see, I have it right here, buddy. Look, boom, you stink. Um, anyways, so when it comes to serving, I think it's honestly the, the most influential part of anyone's walk uh, with Christ. And as, they, as we all start to look at serving in a new aspect and probably in a new, a new way, getting to understand the importance of it and being able to be involved and work, understanding that it can be fun. 
and there's times where maybe not but in those times too it's like still being willing to serve where it's maybe not so fun but knowing like all right well like i have a responsibility and i want to serve god so when it comes to serving um, my question to you guys is what is a piece of advice you'd want to give a student who's on the fence about serving do it just do it <laughs> just do it <laughs> no it, it's funny because in the message that we got to speak at norco and i know christian probably shared the same thing at herb valley was uh and i and i completely forgot to share it but one of the things to me that stand, stands out when it comes to serving and it's not so much like obviously we serve because jesus served uh, and we want to live a life that's according that, that is mimicking jesus um, but the one thing that i forgot to say was if I didn't start serving in church, I probably still wouldn't be in church. Yeah. And I think that's such a huge thing, especially for those that are listening right now that are high school seniors. Um, if you want to stay in church once you graduate high school, because there's this huge drop off. And I don't know the stats, but there's a huge drop off from high school going into quote unquote big church or just a normal church service on a Sunday. There's a huge drop off where students will stop going and I think one of the biggest reasons why is because they're not plugged into serving. Yeah. You see, for me, it's like when I was in high school, I got plugged in to start serving. And if I don't think if I wasn't serving at the, at the end of my high school career, quote unquote, I don't think I'd still be in church. I think mm -hmm. I would have left. I would have gone and done something. And then on top of that, like I met my to this day, my best friends because I served in church. Yeah. My whole entire lineup in my wedding, besides two people, and the only reason why those two people were my best friends in high school, um, but the, my whole entire lineup besides those two people, I met because I was serving in church. Mm -hmm. And it's just like the type of relationships you build when you're serving, it, they're like no other. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree because, I mean, you're all, you're all there for one purpose and one goal, and that's serving Jesus. But I think one piece of advice I'd probably give is, well, I remember when I first started serving, um, I was on fire for it, man. I, I, I would, I loved it and I would, um, look for any sort of chance for me to even just like lift a chair or mm -hmm. anything, but, um, just trying to impress girls. It's yeah. Okay. Look how many chairs <laughs> I can stack. Look how many chairs I can carry. Look, I'm pushing 15 chairs. Look at that. <laughs> so can I get your number now? I don't think I've ever seen David once do that. I got Cause you back. can't. I got your back. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> We're friends. Um, <laughs> but sure. my piece of advice is when sometimes you take dips in life and sometimes you won't be as on fire. Um, like personally for me, when you start first serving and that doesn't mean to stop serving. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, just keep, just keep going, keep serving because ultimately you just need to remind yourself why you're there and why you're serving. And that's to, um, serve God and yeah. ultimately that's the ultimate goal so can I say something I'm sorry I don't want to cut you off Christian but I'm going to um, wow. because David just said it right now and like the ultimate reason why we serve is for Jesus mm -hmm. and I've seen so many times in in ministry and just in ministry and youth ministry and then in adult ministry where people serve because their friends serve mm -hmm. and that's not a bad thing but it also can't be the only reason why you serve because when you do that, yeah. when those moments do come where you're just like, man, I don't feel like waking up early to go on to a Sunday morning service or I don't feel like going to a Wednesday night. It's like you're not going to because your motto yeah. and the mindset behind you serving is completely wrong. Yeah. And when right. we have that mindset, we're just going to end up being a part of that statistic where we drop off Yeah. and it's not a good thing. Yeah. No, I agree um, with that mindset of only like serving because your friends are serving. 
that it can lead to something wrong because um when I first started like serving in kids ministry I uh I just wanted to hang out with like my friend and my friend would take me to church on Sunday mornings um and he would go up to kids church in uh second service and I would just have to like go to another like uh, main church service or whatever and I was like you know I just want to hang out with my friend more I just want to like talk to my friend more so maybe I'm gonna try to like get plugged in or whatever and then I um after that I was like okay yeah like hanging out is tight but there's like a bigger deeper meaning to this and I think that's something you realize when you start serving and you get this uh, group together where you get to um socialize um they plug you into this like mindset where it's like okay serving has a higher purpose and it's about jesus Mm -hmm. and the reason we serve is because jesus served and we look at jesus and he's like he is god in the flesh he comes down he's god in the flesh he could be carried on like a golden chair he could be like like tell everyone to go on their hands and knees and he could walk on them like like their rugs but he doesn't right he comes down and he says that he is a servant he could be served but he chooses to be a servant and we should take that ultimate example and i think we find that out within the people in church because um, when we're serving with people who are serving for Jesus, they instill a mindset into us and a like a common mindset, shared mindset where it's like we need to serve because Jesus served. We need to serve because Jesus loved us. Why? Why should we um, serve? Is like a s- super important question that comes up when you start to serve just because you want to hang out. Yeah. And um, you get these questions in your mind. It's like, okay, I don't want to come to church. Like maybe your friend stops going to church or stops serving. And you're like, I don't really want to anymore. I don't feel like it. That's where you need to get plugged in after serving to these like-minded people who are here for the for a higher purpose, who are here for Jesus. Um, that's where you need to get plugged into them. And they'll, they'll instill in you the idea that serving has a higher purpose and serving is for jesus and i think that's something really important that we get to learn um which is accountability and it's super important because without accountability and without knowing why we're serving and without knowing why we believe what we believe we're going to fall away and i think that's a lot of the reason why people in in high school fall away after high school yeah it's because one they're not plugged in and two they don't know how to defend their faith Mm -hmm. so maybe they might get a question and they're like i don't know the answer that so that might mean that god is not real but it doesn't mean that. And um, so I think it's important to get plugged into serving for yeah. sure. It, it, it's funny because when you said, when you said accountability, and this is really random, but when you said accountability, my mind automatically went to how can I make accountability rhyme? And I was like, oh, when you don't serve and you don't have accountability in your life, what you do have is fallability. And I was like, this is so <laughs> cheeseball. Look at that. <laughs> Charlie Hedley with the one minus. <laughs> Amen. Now uh, you guys know what happens Amen. in my mind. Amen yeah. with the little yeah. piano underscore. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, Amen. That is that is a really good point. Um, another thing that popped up in my head was like, we also make serving sound like a drag, but it's actually fun. Like it's not, mm-hmm. it doesn't suck. Um, it's no, like certain... I'm just kidding. Um, some days we feel like we don't want to do it, mm-hmm. um, but not one day that I have done, I have served, have I ever regretted it or felt like, mm-hmm. oh, that sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed fellowship with everybody, mm-hmm. and just like like I said, knowing that you're serving a higher purpose, serving our God, is yeah. just a, the cherry on top. And that's yeah. the cool part to me is like anytime like 
whenever I've felt like, well, obviously I, I can't feel this way to a certain degree, but like when I'm doing something that I'm not paid to do. So like if I'm serving with like out of church or I'm serving somewhere like within the SoCal students um, and I'm like, man, I just don't want to do this. But when I go to that event or I go and I do whatever that is, it's like, I just know that like, I always feel more so like, no, there's a reason why I'm here. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. I'll pick on one of our leaders, Jared Reyes. He has a job where he is busy all the time, mm-hmm. um, flooded with ev- anything and everything you can think of. He's like flooded with it. And so he can't be there every Wednesday night. And I know that kills him. And there's nights where he shows up on Wednesdays where he's beat tired. And he says it every time. Like there's moments where I just did not want to be here, but there's a reason why. And God showed me why, whether that was talking to a student, talking to one of you guys listening right now or watching. And those, those kind of moments are those moments that we have in the time of feeling like maybe I, I, I don't want to do this right now but it is always a greater purpose on the other side of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And I think one thing that I, it kind of popped in my head as you guys were all talking, but uh, when we think about like, for instance, high school sports, high school programs, ASB, uh, link crew, all those different things, uh, people that are involved in those communities have a higher chance of liking their high school experience than people who were, were not plugged in anywhere at all. Is there they a were, study on that? I mean, I can check Barna, but I don't know. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it's I the Robert study. I mean, it's just uh, like a Robert mental note just... that I've made because, guys, if I'm going to be honest with you, I never did anything at high school. Never joined a club, never did anything. Like, I was doing my own thing all the time. Uh, first two years, I was just doing homework in my teacher's class at lunch. You know what I mean? Like, that was my life. And then afterwards, I just started uh, talking about partying junior year and then uh, going to get lunch and sneaking by a security guard senior year. You know what I mean? Like that's what I would do. And then all, all I wanted to do was just smoke and drink, but I would never, I was never plugged into a group of people or, or like a quote unquote organization there of people. So I didn't really care. Like nothing, nothing at school really mattered to me. I didn't enjoy it. it. Wasn't in sports. If you look at sports, he'll make like their best friends in sports. Charlie, you have your like best friends were in high school because you did football with them. Yep. Like, you know, Seth David, cause you did sports with him when you were little yep. uh, Christian, you were in a couple, a couple, what well, was it? Link crew or ASP? What was it? I was in Link Crew, but I didn't make any friends. <laughs> I thought you did, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, no. I know you had a couple friends from like, I the, hated uh, Link Crew, club, right? <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> but that was, that was the the thing when you were talking about it, I was like, yeah, that's true because I wasn't involved in anything in high school. I tried to like make, like make a debate club and I was in link crew like in my senior year, um, before I got kicked out of high school. Um, <laughs> I was like in a couple of clubs like here and there, but I wasn't really involved with anything and I was kind of, um, alone for a little bit of the time and that's why I hated high school. Yeah, and that's why a lot of people that don't get involved in whatever it is, they hate it. That's why some of you guys will come to church and be like, "Yeah, it's whatever." But you, like, there's so much more. It's like there's like this veil before you, and it's like once God tugs at your heart and says, "Like, like surrender your life to me," you have the option to then do that. But then you go the step further of serving, getting involved in the body of Christ. Yeah, and that's the veil that even the shows more light of the people who are now representatives of God himself, right? As Christians, we are supposed to represent God. We are now his representatives. And that's why it's important that we also know the word, but we live out the word, right? And so when we think about it, it's like if we were to be on the fence of serving, it's like serve, go get involved because you're going to see something that you've never seen before. You're going to find a love for the people 
and also the the just the place and the, the purpose that that God has for you in serving. And yeah, I think that's yeah. something that we can always overlook um, just because it's in high school. It's like, oh, that makes sense. Like, that's just the thing to do. You find a sport, you find a club, you do choir, you do a band, you do something and you find you find that class and you make friends because you're involved and you guys all have that same purpose of uh, creating music or whatever the club or sport is. And when you look at church, we just look at it as like, oh, I'm just going to show up and that's it. Uh, when there can be so much more to that. And I think that if you guys were, uh, for anybody listening anywhere, it's like if you were to get involved in the local church and plug yourself into the body of Christ, you'd see God move more mountains in your life, not like with like physical like wealth or anything like that, health or anything like that. But it's like instead like the spiritual growth that can sometimes seem like such a mountain. Like there's no way I can grow. I can look at that person and be like, wow, they, they have so much knowledge. They have so much like gifting and, and there's no way God could give me that. That's a spiritual mountain that can be moved just from you getting involved and understanding how the body of Christ works. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's a great point. I mean, I like you said earlier, Charlie, like I don't think I would enjoy um, Wednesdays nearly as much as I do now because I serve. Um, like Are you saying just, that my messages suck? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I, sorry. I uh, no. Nah, it's just like it, now. It just feels weird just coming on Wednesdays on time. Like I'm, I'm so used to getting, getting here early, serving or plugging myself in, in some sort of way, and it makes me, I don't know, just being around these, uh, this family that um we've created here at Av Youth. Like it, it just makes Wednesdays that much more enjoyable and everything that we already have and i feel like i would be a lot less committed and a lot less um willing to come every wednesday if i wasn't serving yeah and i think it goes exactly with what christian was saying when you serve you have accountability yeah you have someone counting on you to be there at a certain time or a certain place to be able to serve and i think that's so huge when it comes to church because it can be very easy especially in a larger group to be able to be um overlooked you know what I mean? And so that's like a, it's a scary place. And sometimes people like it because it's a comfortable place where if they miss, they don't have to have the accountability of someone texting them or calling them. But, um, I forgot where I was going with that one. Oh, here we go. Um, when it comes to serving, cause I feel like someone could be listening right now or watching right now thinking that, well, they look at say like us four that are up here right now. Every one of us has opportunities to speak on the mic. Every one of us is in front of people. Every one of us is somewhat of a communicator. And that's the one big way we serve Jesus. And I want you to know that if you're watching right now, just be, if you don't feel comfortable on a mic, that does not mean you can't serve. There's so yeah. many different ways, so many different quote unquote avenues to serve, on. <laughs> to serve Jesus, whether that's um, AV, whether that's stacking chairs. There was a guy when I was first starting to come that would legit just stack and put chairs away and set chairs up. That's what he did. He didn't want anything else, but that's the way he served. And I was like, man, we need more people like you. Cause like, that's huge right there. There's yeah. so many, cause I think a lot of times too, when it comes to serving, people want to serve and be in the spotlight. So their name shines more than Jesus's name. And when you get those people that come to church just to serve and not be in the spotlight, those ones are key. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think, um, I think that people don't want to serve or people, I hear this phrase a lot. People say like, I hate people <laughs> or, uh, don't yeah. talk to me or whatever. Like th they have this like antisocial personality. And sometimes, you know, that is an actual thing that they struggle with. Sometimes it's not, sometimes it's a heart issue. And, um, mm. I think 
what serving shows us is like God cares for the individual. Yeah. yeah. And even when we read in scripture and we look at like different like genealogies where it lists off like whose father was whose father and whose father and whatever. Um, we look at that and we're like, why is that important? Why is that there? But it's so like, um, there's a couple different reasons that it's important. But I think one of the reasons is like, it shows God's care for the individual. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think um, when we start to serve, we realize that. And I think the reason we struggle with um, liking people or l- liking to get along with people or putting ourselves out there is because we struggle with hate. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's such a common thing nowadays that the society or the culture puts out like, oh, just look out for yourself. Yeah. Um, or, you know, just take care of yourself because no one else is going to. But that's not true. Like, and maybe, you know, you might not want to be social or whatever, but God cares for the individual. And I think a lot of us struggle with hate in our daily lives because a lot of us believe we're not loved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that you're going to struggle with hate until you believe you're loved. Yeah. 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 And um, you realize that through serving because you can be in high school sports or whatever, and you can make great friends and that's great. And that's awesome. It's awesome to be in like little social clubs or sports or whatever. And you're going to love being able to interact with people. But when you're serving in church with a like-minded individuals who are here for the for God's eternal purpose, you realize God's care for the individual. You realize that you have a purpose. You realize that people count on you. People depend on you. People care about you. And I think you only get that in church um, on an eternal level. I mean, I think in sports and stuff, you can get that sense that people care about you or people like to be friends with you or like to be around you or whatever. But I think in serving in church, you get that eternal sense that somebody cares about you and that somebody is god yeah yeah and uh, i think that is what is the biggest motivator for serving for you, sure you know what's funny and this has nothing to do with this question so sorry this is just getting <laughs> derailed um but have you ever listened to the the um, bible project yeah yeah you sound just like him on the podcast it is so weird right now wait you didn't know that's, that's me. <laughs> I'm the Bible project on podcasts. It's like you sound, just, it's weird. And I'm like, cause I'm not looking, I can't see you cause David's in the way. And yeah. I'm like, cause I'm so big. I'm wearing an I'm, invisibility I'm, cloak. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning into the Bible project. <laughs> yeah. No, can you say that? Thank you for tuning into the Bible project. No, you didn't sound like him. Oh, uh, well, I'd, I've never listened to. <laughs> Whoa. What is you the don't Bible? Listen, you don't, yeah, exactly. You don't uh, read your Bible? <laughs> okay. What's, nah. well, hold on. Is there color on my back? Because I'm paranoid. No. Nice. You have a long hair this on your back. This is actually wet paint. Oh. <laughs> the banner, we just painted it today. It's true. That is true. <laughs> Anyways. Um, you don't so, see the sign? <laughs> You're a clown. One thing I was uh, what paint? I Sorry. was thinking. <laughs> you guys are clowns, bro. One thing I was thinking before. Paint? I go hard. In the- <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so like I was saying, I think one thing too when it came to me first serving, I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to do it, and I was kind of scared. I didn't know what serving was. I didn't know what it was supposed to look like. I didn't know how it was supposed to go. But I think ultimately just showing up and just being there, mm-hmm. willing to take instruction, um, was was the turning point. Being able to uh, just want to learn and want to want to understand some things and how they work. Yeah. And I think that's honestly where it, where it starts. And if you have that desire, you have that start, and you're just kind of like, oh, I don't know where I'd be. Just try it. Talk to one of us. Talk to anyone. And, and just see where we can plug you in. 
because there's so many different opportunities, so many things that go on behind the scenes that you probably wouldn't even know about, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just just from showing up on a Wednesday. So it's definitely uh, good to, to ask and try to find out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And one more thing, I, I want to say um, serving isn't about being seen. No, um, 100%. And that's, I think, something I saw when I first started serving, first started going to churches. I always thought that serving was about being seen or being on stage or, you know, being the one people thought was funny or whatever it was. But it's not about that. Um, you know, the Bible says that the servant, no servant is greater than his master. And so no matter what role you have serving in the church, n- no one is greater than the other. The pastor is yeah. not greater than the person who stacks chairs. Yeah. Um, no one is greater than the other in serving. And I think that's so important for us because we always want to be seen. We always want to be, you know, the one people recognize, but it's not always about that. And God calls us sometimes to do things that aren't going to um, have us be seen. Oh, I have like something <laughs> stuck in my throat. Um, <clears throat> you didn't sound you like the guy from the Bible. Bible <laughs> yeah, yeah, you retract that statement. Um, you got a frog in there? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, well, it's one of the 10 plagues. Um <laughs> up feral you just see 15 <laughs> frogs come out of his mouth out of nowhere no but um it's serving isn't about being seen and a lot of the times it's about not being seen because yeah. the things that we do behind the scenes are what makes it run yeah um 100 yeah that's yeah. it that's all i have to say and i think the last thing that ties into almost everything we've talked about so far uh besides david's laugh <laughs> i'm just kidding sorry buddy <laughs> He's not going to forgive me. It's all right. Let's just pray for him real quick. Father God, I just have a shot. I got to cut that out. It's so messed up. Um, anyways, let's make fun of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Um, it's funny when it's not on camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when it's on camera, it's funny that's when the they think we're a Christian. Sin. Yeah. Okay. And then, what time is it? 328. Do you want to check? 328? Yeah. Okay. Is it? It's real quick. Um, one thing I think that ties into like actually everything that we've talked about so far, um, is just kind of new year, same goal. Mm-hmm. And that goal in the very beginning was to, was to serve, uh, to share the gospel, um, with others and bring them to church and, and, and start that, uh, start that pattern of, of practicing, uh, sharing the gospel and sharing it with others and getting them involved, uh, where we are, um, and meeting people where, where they're at so that they can meet us here where we're at, where we meet together. Um, and I think that's going to be something that's crucial for this next year too. Yeah. Um, but how are some, like, what are some practical ways we could share the gospel? Like, what are some things that we could say? Um, very, very simple that we can invite someone to a one night. Cause I think that's honestly, those are the most influential nights where we get to talk about sin. We get to talk about the importance of understanding who God is a little bit of theology. Uh, Cause all of that matters. And then going in depth about how, God's grace met us where we were. What are some things we could share with people? There's going to be food. That's true. <laughs> it's true. No, I think that's like one of the, not, it's not one of the biggest ones, obviously. Um, but that's why I, I think same. Um, I think one of the biggest things is, and, and it sounds weird. And I know Christian's not going to like this one. Cause I've had a conversation about him about this with him. But like for me personally, like, when I was in high school and I saw certain friends and the way they talked and the way they act that went to church, they didn't act like everybody else. They mm-hmm. didn't talk like everybody else. And I knew something was different from that with them. Mm-hmm. I never once got invited to go to church with them, but 
but I just knew, well, I technically I did. Um, but the majority of them never once invited me to go to church, but I knew something was different with them and I didn't know what. Mm-hmm. And I think that as Christians and as followers of Jesus, as disciples of Jesus, if we are truly living that out, our friends in school will notice that. Yeah. And they're going to want to know what's so different. And it goes back to our actions. How are we acting? Are we acting like Jesus? Or are we acting like the world? Are we conforming to the ways Jesus wants us to be? Or are we conforming to the way the world wants us to be? And I think when we conform to the way Jesus wants us to be, there's something about us that attracts other people to want to know what that is. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, what it does is it opens the door for that invitation to go to church, that invitation to say, Hey, we're doing this on Wednesday nights. Like come hang out with us at Haruba Valley or come hang out with us at Norco. Like it's going to be a good time. I think that right there alone can be huge when it comes to inviting somebody to church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a good point. Uh, I think I always go back to this. I like every single podcast I've been in so far, I've brought up this whole same topic of belonging. Like every everybody now in culture wants to belong yeah. somewhere, whatever it is, um, and every yeah everybody has that like void or place that they want in their heart, and I think it just starts with well, first off, making sure that we um pe- when people look at us that they they should know hey that person they're they're they fear God that yeah. person is is serving God, but also starts from welcoming them before they even step yeah. into this building. That's good. Mm-hmm. They they should feel welcomed and feel wanted before they come into this building and before we they even know what our name Ab Youth or or what we're all about, you know? Like it just starts with hey, asking that person, you know, d- taking that step, being being loving, taking that step, seeing if they want to come and just tell them and tell them that they have a place here before they've even come here and mm-hmm. stepped on this campus. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Um I think 100% I agree with both of you guys. Um I think Charlie would say that I I would kind of disagree or we would dispute over it because <laughs> I am the kind of person who just wants to talk about Jesus all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think um that shows at my job because I think I'm pretty sure that my coworkers are just super annoyed at me because every single conversation we have, um, it starts off like this. I ask them where they go to school, what they're studying, what they want to do with their life. Every day. You're just asking the same thing over and over. I always forget. Honestly, every time I work with them, I'm like, what are you doing again? Um, no. And then it goes on and they're like, what are you doing with your life? And I'm like, oh, I want to be a pastor. And then ball gets rolling and I'm like by the end of the conversation they're crying and all that and they're saved <laughs> no i'm just kidding See, but it's I, easy for us to start those conversations though you ever notice that it's like what do you want what do you want to do i want to be a pastor it's right like, oh whoa like, you know what i mean now yeah. they get curious that's what i love yeah, because we it's have like a, a easy ticket in, in yeah it's a foot in the door being like oh i want to be a pastor and they're like why and i'm like well let, let me, me show you <laughs> let me tell you but um no i think the reason that charlie would say that i would disagree with the kind of like relational um evangelism is because i love to preach the gospel like flat out i love being black and white about it but i also really do love relational evangelism spreading the gospel through relationships because i think that's what's the most effective mm-hmm. i think that people hold on to um, the message of the gospel when they know that you care about them mm-hmm. and so i think it's important to establish those relationships first that's why we have av youth to establish those relationships yeah. because people aren't going to care if we're just standing outside and being like, hey, like Jesus died for you, like, um, 
like you're a sinner, you're going to you're going to hell. Like that's true. That's all true and we should be saying that kind of stuff, but the way we go about it is important. And I think that if we build relationships first, then people are really going to care about what we say. Yeah. And I I agree that pe- some people can be saved and and affected by this kind of like soapbox street preaching. But I think the most effective way is through relationships. And it might not, mm-hmm. you know, gain the most. It might not um, have the most numbers. But what's important is the in- individual. Like I was saying, like, um, God will leave the 99 for the one lost sheep. And so I think it's important that we um, pursue quality over quantity. Yeah. Um, we want to bring as many people as we can to Christ. All right. Like Paul says, like, Though I am a free man with no masters, I become a slave to all people for for Christ. And so I think it's important that we do go out and we preach the gospel and we try to win as many people as we can for Christ. But I think it's important to build those relationships first mm-hmm. yeah. because I think quality matters over quantity. Yeah. Yep. And that just goes back to the whole idea of the one night. It's mm-hmm. like, and I, we've said this, we said this last year, it was like the only way I knew of it was invite everybody. Mm-hmm. take everybody you can like bring them to church and even though that sometimes work it's like it's way more effective when you're on that one-on-one relationship and that one person you're focusing on it it, it again goes back to what christian just says it's that relationship that's going to help build that other relationship the one with christ yeah yep and i think uh for what i've what i've seen um just over the time i've, I've been here is being able to understand that relation relationship with others is important and your relationship with Christ is most important. Mm. But if your relationship with Christ is non-existent, or at least it appears to be to the, to the worldly people, they're not going to, they're not going to listen to a word you're saying because you're not credible anymore. You know what I mean? And as a, as a Christian, like I said earlier, like we're supposed to be representatives and if we're representing Christ, like we're representing the world, then there's a problem and, mm. and we, we are not going to be effective. You know what I mean? Uh, because ultimately people are going to think, Oh, well, well, this person's Christian and they do this, this, and this. So if that means if I become Christian, oh, then I can do the same. Yep. And there was so many times when I was in high school and I thought the same thing. And that's where we start becoming professing Christians and we're not actually Christians. We're yeah. just saying we're Christian because we show up on a Wednesday night. And I think it's so important for the one nights to remember, because I feel like this is often like early in your faith, you'll say to yourself, well, if I do this, God will forgive me. Well, that and who's it going to bother? Like, it's not bothering anybody. But see, there's a purpose behind it because someone is looking at how you are living. Yeah. No matter who it is, someone is seeing you. And if someone's seeing you and you end up saying, oh, I'm a Christian, inviting them to church, and you still act different than when you're there, it's like, it's just a front. It's, it's, this is all fake. You know what I mean? That's my immediate Mm -hmm. reaction. There's no way this is real. And I'm not saying that you're going to live a perfect life every day of your life. Not at all. Uh, but what I am saying is just be intentional with your relationship with mm-hmm. God and those mm-hmm. those those things that God commands us to do, and that's to pick up our cross daily and follow him. Not to just uh, say, oh, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to r- worry about my relationship with God today because, you know, I want to go on a lady hunt. You know what I mean? Or I want to go find a man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't want to do that. Like, you really want to go and be intentional about finding Christ. And then understanding the purpose behind that is to share it with others. Yeah. So. Yeah. That That's a really good point about credibility. I mean, if you, I mean, realistically, if you're looking for expertise in something, you're not going to like go to a somebody who plants 
plants for a living and ask them how to build a house. Yeah. Like you, you need to have some sort of firm foundation in what you believe in and what you preach to be able to get people to actually li- even listen to a word you're saying. Yeah. If you're going out and partying, they're not going to, they're going to think, you know what, that's okay. Or that's what Christians are. Um, that's what they do. And I mean, here at Ave Youth, we're trying to build people uh, with strong, firm foundations with Christ and true relationships with Jesus. Um, so if we're going out and just um, being lackadaisical with our faith and, and doing ev- whatever we want, that's what the world is going to think that Christians are. It's easy yeah. to say, hey, I'm Christian, but it's not as easy to live to live that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. No, I agree. And um, I think that's important because Jesus didn't half die on the cross. Like, he fully made that sacrifice 100 percent. he died on the cross and if he didn't then everything that we do here is worthless it's not important so i think it's important to have that credibility in our lives because like god isn't half real you know what yeah you know what i mean like god isn't half um god like he's fully god you know what i mean jesus is fully god like these things are 100 percent important and if we're not full fully living out with love and with truth like it's worthless because you know like the bible says like if we are doing all these things if we're if we have all this wisdom or if we're speaking in tongues or if we're um preaching the gospel or whatever and if we have no love then it's useless yeah yeah it's like nothing but a noisy gong um and i think that's the most important thing is that we need to be able to live our lives as christians and we need to be accountable and we need to be credible because otherwise no one is going to get saved through us Mm -hmm. yeah that's good. Well, guys, this again was the last episode of 2020 for the rewind. We will be back in January after probably the first, probably the first night. Um, but we will be back. First episode will be published on January 8th. Ooh, nice. You got it right. January 8th, nice. 2021. So until then, guys, Christian, thank you. Thank you. David. Thank you. And Charlie. so with that being said guys thank you guys so much for watching and being part of the rewind if you guys want to be signed up for the rewind let us know dm at av youth and just send rewind other than that guys we will catch you guys next time later later later